You are listening to the podcast from the Humane Society of South Central Michigan. I'm Jessica Gilbert, Executive Director. In this episode, we will discuss a portion of our adoption process, and we'll be chatting with dog trainer and board member Dr. Billy Wickery. If you have ideas for future episodes, please give us a call at 269-963-1796, extension 13. Now I'd like to introduce one of our dog trainers from the Canine Training Institute and our board member, Dr. Billy Wickery. Thank you for being with us today. It's my pleasure. How long have you been involved with our Humane Society? I've been involved with the Humane Society for probably about 20 years. I came in looking for a dog and I just couldn't stay away. How did you get started with training dogs? I started training my own dogs because I had a kind of a problematic, well, as I know, she was a a teenager dog. So she was about six months old. She was a stray. I knew nothing about dogs. So I took her to a training class and I was hooked immediately. So as I got each subsequent dog, all of them went to dog training. But I really got invested in it when I had a dog who was really a problem, and I started taking him to classes where I was trying to change his basic behavior. Nothing I did worked. In fact, he got worse. And the reason he got worse is because I was using some really harsh, aversive measures with him. That's when I discovered positive training. Can you talk a little bit about the difference between positive training and those alternative methods of training? Yes. Aversive methods are methods that have been used for a very long time. They really started with dog trainers in the military, probably around World War II, and they became very popular in the 50s. And they still have quite a stronghold among some dog trainers. In, with the dog scientific community, we have learned that positive training is much better. With aversive training, you wait until the dog makes a mistake, and then you punish it. And the punishments can be anything from uh, uh, yelling at the dog or physical punishments like a collar correction where you use a chain collar and you jerk on the dog. They might be worse than that. It could be uh, shock from a shock collar. There are a whole range of aversive or punishing methods. With positive training, you encourage the dog to do the right thing and you reward it when it does the right thing. You ignore, to the extent that it's possible, the things that you don't like that it's doing. Eventually, the things that you don't reward will fade away. It won't repeat those things. So in the case of my dog, he was just becoming increasingly anxious and more difficult to deal with every time I corrected him. So he became afraid. In fact, he would vomit on the way to our classes. And I knew I had to do something different. So I sought the help of a positive dog trainer and we immediately had a change in his entire demeanor. So that's how I got started with positive training. In our classes at the Humane Society, we only do positive dog training. Can you tell us a little bit about our Canine Training Institute? Of course. The Canine Training Institute offers classes for puppies and for dogs of all ages. The puppy classes are designed to socialize puppies 
to teach them some basic behaviors to create a strong relationship between the owner and the puppy and to answer whatever questions owners may have about their puppy's development and the things that the puppy is doing. We spend a lot of time handling the puppy, talking about health issues, letting the puppies play with other puppies so that they become really well socialized with other dogs. We play games like Pass the Puppy so they get socialized with other people. And I, by the end of the class, the puppies should be fairly comfortable in a variety of situations with new people and with other dogs. People then can move on to what we call our junior high class, which is for dogs who are five months and older. When they're going through that particular developmental phase, when they start thinking for themselves and perhaps acting in ways that you as an owner might not be especially happy with. They start chewing things, they start not listening, they're essentially becoming teenagers of the dog world. And with that, we just try to keep training and sort of give you a lot of support explaining what they're doing and why they're doing it. It's a, a really important developmental phase if they were living on their own, they would need to learn to think for themselves, they would need to experiment, they would need to try out new things. When they're living in your home and you expect them to be a good family member, this can be a bit trying. So we just keep training through it. We teach you very positive ways to react to their experimentation. We teach you some games to use. We teach you some fun ways to channel their behavior. And of course, we keep reminding the owners that managing the environment is especially important when you have a dog who's looking to chew everything. We also teach dog manners, which is essentially exactly what it sounds like. We teach you to have a family member who's well-mannered, who can go with you into a variety of situations, who is polite and pays attention to you, and throughout all of our classes, our real emphasis is on building a relationship between you and your companion animal. Now, you also teach a really fun class in the summer, Tricks and Agility. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, it's when we finally take to the dog park and we set up agility equipment and we teach. It's essentially, it's a way to build the bond between you and your dog teach good obedience and have a lot of fun. So it's not technically agility, although we use agility equipment and we teach agility. Um, some of the agility, we don't have all the equipment of a full agility course, but we do have a great deal of it. So we have tunnels, we have jumps, we have uh, weave poles, and we teach all that and we run sort of mini courses but we also teach fun things to do with your dog, lots of tricks. One of my favorite things to do is send you home with the assignment to figure out as many tricks as you can teach your dog with a box. And I just I call that 101 things to do with the box. Right now we're up to someone who came back with 13 things that their dog learned to do in a week with a box. That's impressive. Destroying the box is not acceptable. <laughs> Everybody learns to do that. But it's a really fun class, and basically, although you're having lots of fun playing with your dog, your dog is learning to pay attention to you, and it's learning basic obedience. What advice do you have regarding training for someone who's getting a brand new puppy? First of all, 
patience is your best training tool, especially with puppies. Second, your life with your dog is short. Value every minute of it. Patience, love your dog. Keep a lot of treats handy. Reward what you want your dog to repeat. Ignore to the extent possible what you don't want your dog to repeat. Find a good class where you will not only learn, but you'll have a fun time doing it. You should never be in a dog class where training your dog feels like a chore. You should always be having fun when you and your dog are training. Both of you should look forward to it. Final question, can you teach an old dog new tricks? Of course. If I didn't think we could learn as we age, I wouldn't be doing this. For one thing, I'm learning as I age. I'm learning a lot from the dogs that I teach. But I also love teaching old dogs. Every, I believe every creature can learn at any point in their life. It may just take a little bit more to motivate them. And it may mean that you have to be a little bit more creative, but that's really good for you. Get your brain in its creative mode and start teaching your old dog. Thank you so much for coming in and chatting with us today. The Canine Training Institute is a social enterprise and a program of the Humane Society of South Central Michigan. Money raised through the CTI is rolled back into the agency to provide care for homeless dogs and cats in our community. All CTI classes are held at the Humane Society of South Central Michigan, 2500 Watkins Road, here in Battle Creek. If you are interested in learning more about our Canine Training Institute or you'd like to register for classes, you can visit the CTI website, www.dogtrainingbattlecreek.com, or you can call 269-963-1796, extension 21. You may know that the Humane Society of South Central Michigan has a formal adoption process that includes filling out a one-page, two-sided application, attending an adoption council, and doing a dog-to-dog matchup prior to the adoption being finalized. We require that everyone in the household attends the adoption council, and we don't allow for giving pets as gifts. Today, we'd like to talk about some of the reasons why the adoption council process is so important. Our Humane Society is committed to finding shelter pets loving forever homes. Our return rate is about 8%, while the national average is somewhere around 20%. Every time an animal is adopted out and is returned to a shelter, it has a higher likelihood of not making it out again. The stress involved with entering a new home or returning to the shelter can be tremendous. Animals can break with illness, become depressed, or start evidencing behavioral issues. Getting it right the first time is so important. Now, you've fallen in love with a dog or a cat in our shelter. You fill out the application and it's approved. Why is it necessary for everyone in the home to meet with a pet? First, shelter pets may be unpredictable. We don't always know their background. Maybe they've been around kids, maybe not. Maybe they've had a bad experience with a man before and are afraid of men. We want to see the animal's reaction to everyone who lives in the home to make sure that that particular pet is a good fit. Second, we want to tell you everything we know about the animal. Again, we might not know their background, but all of our shelter pets have been at our facility for a minimum of a week before they make it to the adoptable floor. Staff members have poked and prodded them. 
They vaccinated them and the animal has been examined by a veterinarian. Not only do we want to tell you about the medical history, but we want to tell you how the animal did during all of that interaction. Our shelter dogs also work with our behavioral staff. If we see anything that might be a training or behavioral issue, we want to tell you that too. We want you to be as prepared as possible to take this new pet home and get them used to their new life. What can happen when not everyone is involved in the process? There is the very real possibility that everyone who lives in the house won't be on board with the lifetime commitment that shelter pets need. When things go wrong or the pet becomes sick, individuals who weren't involved in the adoption process might not have that lifetime commitment to the pet. Maybe that pet won't get the appropriate veterinary care they need. Maybe that pet will be kicked outside to live. Our adoption contract is very specific. We tell you everything we know about the animal and provide for a free preliminary health exam with your veterinarian within 10 days of adopting that pet. If the animal has a health issue within that 10-day period that's discovered at the vet, we will gladly take the animal back and we will return your adoption fee. In fact, we will always take an animal back once it has been adopted from our facility. It's also in the legally binding contract that you sign that states that you will always return the animal to our shelter if there's a problem and you can't keep it. We are here for the lifetime of the pet should anything happen. And things do happen. Pets are living creatures. They may become ill six months, a year after you've had them in your home. Everyone in your family has been made aware of that possibility prior to adoption. If everyone in your household can't make that lifetime commitment, Maybe now is not the right time for you to adopt a pet. If you have questions about our adoption process or policies, please give us a call at 269-963-1796. If you want to support the dogs and cats in our Humane Society shelter, you can easily give through your mobile device. Open up your texting app and start a new message. In the To field, type 41444. In the message area, type PAWCAST, P-A-W-C-A-S-T. You'll receive a text back with a link to make a donation. No amount is too small. Every dollar makes a difference. You can also donate online at www.hsscm.org, over the phone at 269-963-1796, extension 19, or you can mail us a check. The Humane Society of South Central Michigan is located at 2500 Watkins Road in Battle Creek, Michigan. We tweet. For dog-related items, you can follow us at ShelterDogHSSCM. For cat-related items, you can follow us at ShelterCatHSSCM. We're also on Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube. You can get all of the social media links at our website, www.hsscm.org. You can also subscribe to our podcast on SoundCloud, Stitcher, or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review the show. Thank you so much for listening today.